It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, where we go live after every single Panthers game. And of course, anytime there's any big breaking news, like we saw the last couple weeks with Christian McCaffrey getting traded to the San Francisco 49ers. So be sure to subscribe so you don't ever miss a live episode. If you do, that's okay. You can always check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Just be sure to at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council, so you can participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 of promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I think it's fair for a lot of people to think three weeks ago when Matt Rule was finally fired here in Carolina, the Carolina Panthers were going to move forward by tearing down the roster. There were players like Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, Brian Burns, DJ Moore and many others who a lot of teams across the NFL would obviously be interested in to help bolster their roster. At that point in time, the Carolina Panthers were heading nowhere. And three weeks later, at two and six, Carolina Panthers probably still not headed anywhere other than to the top of the NFL draft in 2023. But all that being said, there was plenty of reason to try and keep players like J.C. Horn, like Brian Burns, like Derek Brown, like D.J. Moore, and like Jeremy Chin. They're young, they're good, and at some point in time, you're going to want young, good players to help you win football games, even though it's not happening right now in Carolina. But still, people wondered, is it fire sale time in Carolina? Scott Fitterer told us when he took the general manager job here back in 2021 that he would be in on every deal. And whenever asked about, hey, would you be willing to trade this player away? He said, if we got the right offer, we certainly would do that, and boy, did they ever get offers the last couple of weeks on players, in particular Brian Burns, and we'll get into whether the Panthers should have made that deal or not. By the end of the day, they decided, okay, Robbie Anderson, you're a Matt Rule guy. You're not really producing for us after we extended you prior to the 2021 season. Your attitude, not great. Go off to Arizona, be free. We don't need you anymore, and he got two picks for him. Christian McCaffrey. Fantastic player, hadn't been healthy the last two years and really the only years that Matt Rule was here, finally healthy. 
Panthers offense still the worst in the NFL, large part because the quarterback position is terrible. Christian back to being his normal self. We saw that on Sunday in the 49ers win against the Rams, who they apparently own the Rams. But Christian, $60 million per year, doesn't really make a lot of sense for a Carolina Panthers team that doesn't have a quarterback and is going to bring in a new head coach and is rebuilding. So sending him off to San Francisco made all the sense in the world. Other names like Dante Jackson and Shaq Thompson also in a way made sense. Dante, he's been banged up the last couple of years. You just paid him, so maybe less sense than Shaq Thompson. It was Scott Fitter who also extended him. So why, or really gave him a new deal, why would you want to get rid of a player like that, especially when at corner you're banged up right now with J.C. Horn who came back last week. C.J. Henderson, he's had his own struggles when he's been healthy. When he's been on the field also, he's been okay at times, really. He hasn't been healthy all that much. So do you want to move off of a player like Dante Jackson when CJ struggles and you behind him, it's Keith Taylor who in spots has actually made plays and you've had to sign Tay Hayes to the active roster. So maybe Dante Jackson doesn't make too much sense. Now Shaq Thompson, it did. $13 million Carolina Panthers can save against salary cap next year if they release him or trade him. I would not expect Shaq Thompson to be a Carolina Panther in 2023 when a new coaching staff is here. You have a young player like Brandon Smith who we have not seen a lot of. They could bring back Damian Wilson. We'll see what happens there. Corey Littleton, he'll also be gone. But Frankie Lube has proven that he is a guy for the future for the Carolina Panthers that you want to keep around. He's on the cheap right now. I would imagine he's going to stay here in Carolina as long as they can keep him here monetarily. And, of course, as long as he wants to be here as well. But linebacker, that's probably a position of need going into the – not probably, definitely a position of need going to the offseason and likely NFL draft to try and fill that slot to potentially – and. I think in all likelihood, replace a player like Shaq Thompson. So not to get rid of Shaq Thompson, anyway, is somewhat surprising, but not really because it always depends upon what the teams are willing to offer and who are the teams that are out there interested in a potential trade for Shaq Thompson. But what the Carolina Panthers showed on Tuesday by not trading away DJ Moore, by not trading away Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, and Brian Burns is that they – or focus on building this team around those five players in the future. There's also other players like Iki Aquanu at left tackle who's gotten better and better each week. There's players like Taylor Moten, of course, who they want to build this team around. But those really are the five, when you look at it, who are going to be the foundational pieces for the Carolina Panthers when a new head coach comes in, barring that Steve Wilkes has not earned a job and a new quarterback comes in, it's going to be those five guys. DJ Moore, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chen, and Brian Burns. And here's the thing about it. We, we're going to have the conversation here shortly about picks versus players. What's more important? When you have young players like DJ Moore, who's 25, Brian, Brian, Derek Brown is 24, Jason Warner is 22, Jeremy Chinlight, who's 24, and Brian Burns is 24. When you have young players like that and they're good, you don't really need to move off of them. And I don't think there was a trade out there that involved those five players that would have A, improved the team now, or B, would have helped the team in the future. When you bring in a, new, a young quarterback next year, is it going to help them by not having a player like DJ Moore on the roster? Certainly, Terrace Marshall has looked good the last two weeks. We'll see what he looks like in the final nine games of the season. He could emerge and show himself to be a true number two wide receiver who could help out a young quarterback. But he has not done it at the level that DJ Moore has done it at and the consistency over the last three seasons prior to this year that DJ Moore has done it at. So you need to have a player like DJ Moore on your roster for that young quarterback, especially after you traded away Robbie Anderson, who wouldn't have been here in 2023 anyways, and after you traded away Christian McCaffrey. You got to have a weapon. So DJ Moore, I don't see how that would help them in the future or right now 
depending, of course, upon what the compensation would have been, how they trade him away. Derek Brown. The Panthers have struggled in the run in the past. They've been a little bit better with it this year. But Derek Brown's finally coming into his own. It's going to be a no-brainer in the offseason that he deserves to be to have his fifth-year option exercise. That's a player who you drafted. Now, Scott didn't draft him, and the head coach that drafted him and the other general manager who drafted him are no longer here. But he's shown that he's someone worth investing in in the future. J.C. Horn, Scott Fitter just drafted him. We didn't hear J.C. Horn's name too much. He's also been injured, so I don't think he was really out there on the trade block. You don't want to get rid of him. Same thing, Jeremy Chin. Wasn't drafted by Scott. Been a really good player. I would imagine when he comes back healthy and plays the level he's played at the prior two seasons and before he got hurt this year, he'll be someone who's looking at a new contract come this offseason. Same thing with Brian Burns, who's a pro bowler last year. You do not trade away young pro bowlers who are on track to have double-digit sacks for the first time in their career. That does not help your team. And the Panthers are already one of the worst teams when it comes to sacks this season. Brian Burns has half of them. So it does not help the team now or in the future to get rid of Brian Burns at this point in time. So I appreciate that Scott Fitter decided that those five guys, we don't want to get rid of them. I'll listen to what you have to offer, but I also have to weigh the pros and cons. And he weighed it. And he realized that it made more sense for his team to have DJ Moore, to have Derek Brown, to have J.C. Horn, to have Jeremy Chin, and have Brian Burns now and next season in the seasons after that than to get rid of any of those players. And for a new head coach, you want to come to a roster that has young players that are talented like those five individuals and the other young players on this roster like Icky, like I mentioned. You want to come to a place where you can envision the team having success with some foundational players. And, of course, for Scott Fitterer, he's not going anywhere, as we know right now. Why would Scott Fitterer want to basically handicap his ability to maintain the job by getting rid of these players? Picks are important, I'm sure, I know. And we certainly have found it out here in Carolina. And Fitterer has not done the greatest of jobs of keeping the picks. He did a good job by getting some of them back with the Christian McCaffrey trade to San Francisco. But I think he did the right job, a right thing on, on Tuesday afternoon by deciding not to trade away any of those players. There's other trades out there like Shaq Thompson that might have made sense, but that's a move that you can make later on in the offseason and still allow your defense to perform at a high level like it has throughout the first eight weeks of the season here in 2022. Now, picks versus players. That is a conversation that we need to have because Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated and the Monday Morning Quarterback came over a report and finally listed the team that Offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns. Did the Panthers make a good or bad decision by deciding to keep Burns here for now? And I would imagine for the future. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. If you've thought about securing your home of home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked on Panthers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. In an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 
Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year. You don't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we had heard the rumor about a week and a half ago that a team had offered the Carolina Panthers two first-round picks for Brian Burns. And we sat there, and there's been a little bit of debate, but I didn't really see too much of it of whether the Panthers made the right decision or not. It was not until Tuesday morning when Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated and the Monday Morning Quarterback came out and reported who that team was. And surprise, surprise, It was the Los Angeles Rams who have shown time and time again that they do not give a damn about draft picks and that they value proven players over draft picks. And I agree with their general manager, Les Snead, and that approach. It helped them win a Super Bowl last year when they traded for Matthew Stafford, who was so close to being a Carolina Panther before David Tepper, the owner here in Carolina, slow played the deal because he did not trust Matt Rule after the Teddy Bridgewater debacle. And Stafford fell in love with Sean McVay and Cabo. And, well, we know how things have turned out since then. But Albert Breer reported that the Rams offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns. Now, presumably, considering the Rams do not have a 2023 first-round pick, they were offering their 2024 and 2025 draft picks. I have seen several people nationally and outside the market who have lambasted Scott Fitter and the Panthers organization for not taking that offer. And I'm sure there's plenty of you out there who might feel the same way. For me personally, I think they made the right decision. First off, trading away Brian Burns, like I mentioned previously, does not help the team now or in the future. They have no pass rush outside of Brian Burns. The pass rush is already bad. It's not going to get any better by getting rid of him. And I don't know how it's going to be set up better right now because we'll have to see what happens in the future as far as free agency and the draft, how it's going to get better next season without Brian Burns. He's a young, ascending edge rusher, and you're going to trade him to someone within your conference. I don't see how that helps the Carolina Panthers and how that would make sense. Now, as far as the compensation, of course, you would love two first-round picks, but they're not in 2023 when the Carolina Panthers want to have as much ammo as possible and as needed to go out there and a drafted quarterback in 2023. And it's very possible that they could use those two first-round picks that they traded Brian Burns to go out there and get their quarterback. But I don't know if that would have been the case. It's all hypothetical at this point in time. But Brian Burns plays a position of value. You look at wide receiver nowadays. You look at quarterback, of course, tackle, edge rusher, corner, Those are the positions 
that you want to spend big money on. And Brian Burns is going to get paid a ton this offseason, I imagine, here in Carolina, and rightfully so for as well as he's played. He was a Pro Bowler last year. We'll see if he's a Pro Bowler this year, but he's on track to get over double-digit sacks for the first time in his career. And I'm excited that he's going to be here in Carolina and that Scott Fitter decided that, hey, you know what? Those picks are great, but we have a proven player. And for me, you're taking a gamble in that you're going to use those 2024 and 2025 first-round draft picks, and if you stay there, that you're going to get good enough players. Because here's the thing with the Rams. If you trade Brian Burns, considering how they're built, and the offensive line's been an issue. We talked about that a couple weeks ago with Travis Rogers of Locked on Rams to try and figure out what's going on with that team. And they're, I think, now 3-4. and four. They're not doing great, but they're not going to be bad for long. They'll figure it out whenever they get healthy. And in next season, I imagine the Rams are still going to be playoff contenders. Do you want to be picking in the late 20s, potentially in the 30s if the Rams had the success that they've had under Sean McVay and under Matthew Stafford last season? Do you want that to be the case? And that's the same thing in 2025. Who knows where those picks would have been? You could have used it as ammo. Absolutely. It's an asset. But as far as picks over players, I would rather have the proven commodity than hoping that such and such player who's a sophomore in college now or a freshman in college is going to turn out to be that dude come 2024, 2025. And who even knows if you're in position to draft a player and who knows where the Carolina Panthers are at that point in time, if it even makes sense for them to do that. So I do not sit here and think it's a wrong decision. The Panthers need picks for the immediate term. They need picks for 2023 to try and fix this roster and to try and get a quarterback and be prepared with the new head coach to be competitive next season. Because while there are holes, I do think it's possible with the right decisions this offseason that the Carolina Panthers can be a playoff contender next season. Like a legit one, not one that's in a bad division like they are this season and then stumbles into the playoffs like we saw in 2014, but a team that legitimately is a good football team. You got to have a quarterback, of course. You need another edge rusher, and getting rid of one of them, like Brian Burns, does not help you get there. And to show how the Carolina Panthers also are more interested in the picks available now, go back to the Christian McCaffrey trade to San Francisco. The Rams and the 49ers were the two teams that were battling for McCaffrey, both of them in the NFC West, both teams with Super Bowl aspirations. The Rams ended up losing because the only thing they could offer was a second and third round pick in 2023 because they don't have a first round pick. And they also could offer fourth and fifth round picks in 2024. But the Panthers are like, you know what? We're good, man. You know why? Because your neighbors can offer us a second, third, and fourth round pick in 2023 and then a fifth rounder in 24. We need picks right now because currently at that point in time, the Panthers third round pick belongs to New England. Panthers sixth round pick belongs to New England. The Panthers now end up having Two seconds and two fours. That can help them if they potentially need to move up for a quarterback and also can help them in the middle of the draft get some players to fill those holes in the roster like that linebacker, like potentially on a defensive line, like that wide receiver. That can – and tight end, of course. They need a picks for now. The Panthers aren't trying to wait till 2024 and 2025 to build. They want to build currently. So a smart move, I think, by Scott Fitter to say, you know what, thanks – but no thanks. And the two trades that he made, I feel like benefited the team. Panthers wide receiver core has gotten better since Robbie Anderson left town. Terrace Marshall's gotten opportunities. Still haven't seen anything from Shai Smith or really Lishkus Nolt. But Terrace Marshall is showing us who we thought he always could be these past two weeks. And it helps that P.J. Walker has played well at the quarterback position. But trading away Robbie Anderson for a six-round pick in 24 and a seven-round pick in 25 
that's good enough compensation for a player who wasn't helping you and for a player who was getting in arguments with the wide receiver coach and getting tossed out of the game by the head coach. He had to go. That is a good trade. Christian McCaffrey, you've seen on the field the last two weeks, the Panthers had no trouble at all running the football. Do they have a pick six? If McCaffrey is out there running the screen, as he run the right route? Probably. Maybe we don't have the pick six. Either way, as good of a player Christian is, as we saw in 2020 with Mike Davis, you do not have to pay a running back the amount of money Carolina Panthers are, were paying Christian McCaffrey to have success at that position, to get production from that position. Mike Davis did it with 1,000 yards from scrimmage that season, one of four Panther players who have it that season, and we've seen it the last two weeks with Deontay Foreman and Chuba, uh, Hubbard combining against Tampa Bay to help this team get 173 yards rushing. Then we saw it on Sunday in the loss of the Falcons, Deontay Foreman as that lead back with three rushing touchdowns the first time since 2017 when Jonathan Stewart did it against the Minnesota Vikings. So we've seen at that position, you do not need to throw that kind of cash. And you can get value from a player like Christian McCaffrey, like they got with the second, the third, and the fourth in this upcoming year's draft from San Francisco, and even a fifth rounder as a sweetener in 2024. So overall for me, Scott Fitterer, I went over it a couple weeks ago, how we need to start placing the microscope on him as far as what he's done as a general manager and the decisions he's made as far as getting rid of some of these picks that have led to the Panthers being in a situation where they need to get rid of players like Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and to put them in really in a bind last year when they were trying to figure out how to get a quarterback and things breaking down with Baker Mayfield and those trade talks there on that draft night in day two. You can question him. But I think so far over the last couple weeks since Matt Rule has been has left or been fired, been told to get the hell out of town. I think Scott Fitter made a lot of good decisions with Christian McCaffrey, with Robbie Anderson, and deciding that DJ Moore, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, and Brian Burns, those are guys going to help us win football games. They're going to help me be able to get a head coach to come here, and they're also going to help me keep my job in the future. So am I thinking the Panthers deserve to be laughed at for not taking two first-round picks? Absolutely not. There's no guarantee that those guys are going to turn out to be the right players, and who knows what those picks would be. For me, it's always proven commodity, over picks when it comes to trades here in the National Football League. Now looking at it, we're past the trade deadline. It's come and gone. The Carolina Panthers, as we've talked about, no Robbie, no Christian. We've seen the emergence of players like Terrace Marshall. Icky Aquano's getting better. But still, this team's two and six in two games out of first place in the NFC South. What is the outlook for the remainder of the season, knowing that this is the roster the Panthers are moving forward with for the next 10 weeks and the next nine games here of the 2022 season. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers, like a lot of our episodes, is brought to you by Prize Picks, our official fantasy sports provider here for the Locked on Podcast. Now, so how does Prize Picks work? You pick two to five players, and they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's and women's college basketball, which is coming soon, soccer, the WNBA, NASCAR, the finale coming up this weekend in Phoenix. Check it out. Cricket and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and north of the border in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. 
First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So, this is how it works. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 when you download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Robbie's gone, Christian's gone, Matt Rule, <laughs> see ya. He's also gone, Phil Snow, Ed Foley, whatever, down by the river. All those guys no longer here in Carolina. And the Panthers have their roster pretty much set at this point in time. Like they can't trade players. Yeah, guys can get cut and they can try and sign them. We'll see how that plays out the rest of the year. But for the most part, the team they have now is a team that they're going to have. They're not necessarily going for it. They're not necessarily tearing it down. They're just going to stand pat at two and six and hope that they can win games moving forward or lose. I don't know (laughs) what exactly um, the man upstairs, that being David Tepper, is expecting. I don't know what Scott Fitter is expecting or hoping for. I know Steve Wilkes, what he wants is to win some ball games. He's trying to get out there and win the job. And there's certainly, at some point in time, could be a larger discussion of whether Steve Wilkes, no matter what the record looks like, deserves a job because we've seen it especially the last two weeks, like week one, the Rams, the game plan was an absolute joke. I try to defend it by saying that, hey, he clearly does not trust P.J. Walker because Matt Rule didn't trust P.J. Walker when he went out there and signed Cam Newton off the street and didn't want to start P.J. for four weeks when Sam Darnold went on IR. So if he didn't trust him, why would Steve Wilkes trust him, especially when Steve Wilkes needs to do an incredible job by you just to even get an interview and be considered for the full-time gig here in Carolina. But then we saw Steve Wilkes willing to open up the offense, and he talked about that. With all things in life, it comes with time. Time to understand P.J., time to allow P.J. to get comfortable running the first-team offense, time for Ben McAdoo to figure out what the best game plan moving forward was, and we saw that. Post-Rams game against the Buccaneers, they came right out to shoot, threw it down the field. Terrace should have caught the ball, but they showed that, hey, we're not going to sit back here and play scared. We're going to try and win the game. And they went out there and beat the brakes off the Bucs 21-3. We saw it again. On Sunday against Atlanta, allowing P.J. to throw the ball down the field and the the plays that he made, especially some of the third down throws. And then, of course, a touchdown pass to D.J. Moore. And we can go back even to the beginning or the end of the first half, the pick six. And as bad as that was, and Steve Wilkes had talked about not wanting to be aggressive against the Rams because they were up 10 to 7 after the pick six that Dante Jackson had off of Matthew Stafford. He felt like it was mission accomplished. And also, he didn't show much faith in his quarterback at that point in time. He's shown more faith. So he's been willing to expand the playbook, to show that he trusts his players. And I think that's a positive. And that is what you want to see from a guy potentially could be a head coach here in Carolina. He certainly has his shortcomings as far as his overall aggression and, you know, his game management as a whole. But I think as far as getting these guys on the same page and really how they've been more buttoned up. And they they made a ton of mistakes, of course, on Sunday. 
It just looks like a completely different team. It's a completely different approach. He's a different person, of course. So, yes, you can't expect him to be the same guy as Matt Rule, and you certainly would not hope he would be, considering the amount of success, or not, well, he has had success in the NFL, but the amount of experience, really, he's had, and the fact that he had been an NFL head coach before. He had seen what works and what doesn't work, and he sat there and seen what wasn't working for this team in those first five weeks under Matt Rule. So, we have to have a longer conversation later on about Steve Wilkes and whether... He deserved the job just by, hey, look, keep building the roster. You might have the right guy because leadership is something that gets so overlooked when it comes to these coaching jobs. We think about, oh, man, damn, like, are you seeing what's going on up there in Philly and what their offense looks like? we got to get that guy. Oh, hey, look look out there. Like, that coordinator, that coordinator looks really good. We get so caught up on what's hot and the trends, and that's what the NFL is all about. It's all about trends. The owners just – are so lazy in their thought process of what they're looking for and what they want in a head coach. And we've seen it time and time again, just not paying out. So we'll see what, how it works out the rest of the way. But as far as the outlook for the rest of the season, I don't think anything has changed really from before Robbie got traded and before Christian got traded to after beating the um, Buccaneers to losing in overtime because of missed field goals and all the other kind of mistakes Panthers made on Sunday. I don't think anything's really changed over the last three weeks. It still is a team that – is more than likely going to end up in the top five, possibly top three in the NFL draft in 2023. They're more likely to do that than go to the playoffs. Now, because they're in the NFC South and the Falcons are really no good and the Bucks aren't good at all and the Saints are banged up and also not good, the Panthers will have a chance in December to still be in the thick of things as long as they don't completely bottom out, which watching – how they played for Steve Wilkes the last two weeks, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that's going to happen. At this point, the Panthers are who they are. They're a football team that's going to rely on a strong running game behind Deontay Foreman, which you saw can lead to success on Sunday and a week prior to that. And when Chuba Hubbard comes back, he will also be a part of that rushing attack. We've also seen that they can win games with P.J. Walker, more games we've seen so far than they can win with Baker Mayfield. Now, of course, Baker won one, P.J.'s won one, but it should be two compared to one. But either way, P.J.'s been much better when Baker Mayfield was here when he started the first five games here in Carolina. We'll see what happens. Sam Darnold gets back, but it looks like it's the P.J. Walker show, at least for the foreseeable future, and hopefully for PJ's sake and I think for the rest of us it's kind of fun to watch for the rest of the season we'll see how it plays out DJ Morris played better since PJ Walker has been the starter the last couple weeks Terrace Marshall started to emerge so those are also positives for the Carolina Panthers and overall they have a good defense they're terrible terrible pass rush outside of Brian Burns they have no pass rush they're so-so versus the run they're improved but still just okay banged up secondary but when healthy J.C. Horn's great. Dante Jackson can be a good player. C.J. Henderson, up and down, up and down. Here we go. When Jeremy Chin comes back and Xavier Woods, good secondary. So overall, good defense. Special teams, much better. Kicker, though, question mark after what we saw on Sunday. But they're, you know, just okay. Not god-awful. Not terrible. Not good. Not average. Eh, that's where they're kind of at. It's, I mean, that's kind of the only kind of expression I can give the Carolina Panthers at this point in time, sitting at two and six and two games out of first place in dead last in the NFC South. Like looking at it, we played the schedule game last week. They're 0-3 on the road. Hard to really feel like they're going to win any of these road games moving forward. Still have to play at Tampa. Still have to play at New Orleans. Of course, they're going to win one, maybe even two. The two games where I'm like, I just don't see it happening. At Baltimore, of course, they're going to be a Super Bowl uh, contender this year. 
at Seattle. Never easy to play at, especially now they're five and three. They got confidence. Geno Smith's out there slinging it. The Seahawks, they're going to be they're going to be a tough out. And even this weekend against Cincinnati, I didn't see the Monday Night Football game. I heard that they looked awful. Jamar Chase not being healthy. People were talking about, hey, maybe they're not that good without Jamar Chase. We'll see how it works out um, the rest of the way. I don't know. But uh, that's a game. Possibly they went on the road. Or again, 0-3 on the road. Should have won on Sunday. Um, weren't competitive in the Rams game. And then the Giants game just, oh, God, that was gross. So foreseeable future, at least the remainder of the season, the Carolina Panthers still the same team they were three weeks ago. Better quarterback at this point in time. And that helps. The rush game looks a little bit better without Christian McCaffrey. Still not much reason to really think that things are going to tra- change dramatically over the next nine games of the season here in 2022 but we'll see how it works out because certainly I would love to see it work out for Steve Wilkes I just don't think I'm uh, at that point just yet okay so that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network I'm your host as always Julian Council talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and Friday be sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel it's cutting out a little bit at the end so again Always, if you want to make sure you never have any audio issues, because streaming is streaming, and sometimes the Wi-Fi does not work at the point I want it to, you can always check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get in your questions this week. In the meantime, be happy, be whole, as always. Keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Thursday for yet another Locked On NFL Crossover Thursday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.